Welcome to Perfectly Planted Podcast. I'm your host, Daphne Bascom. If this is your first time joining our show, welcome. We appreciate you being here. And if you are a regular member of our community, welcome back, and we hope you enjoy today's show. And on Best Engineering, I echo Daphne's sentiments of being so grateful and thankful for each of you for tuning in. And if it's your first time tuning in, this is Perfectly Planted Podcast, where we plant seeds of positivity and empowerment and knowledge so that you can live your best life. Bessemi, I feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. How have you been? I know... One of our goals is to empower our community with knowledge and be an advocate of the health of their own health and the health of those that they love. And I know you've had quite a week engaging with the healthcare system. It's not necessarily the focus of today's conversation, but do you mind sharing a little bit about your experience with our community? Sure, Daphne. It has been quite a week. Um, I agree, not, not the focus of our podcast, but something very important to point out uh, to everyone listening and for those who, who will tune in later. Um, I just wanna emphasize that everybody is to always listen to their body. So everyone please out there, please listen to your body, please be in tune. If something feels off, please seek medical uh, attention for those um, or you know, consult through either a video visit or urgent care, go to your provider. Um, It's so important. So just my personal story is uh, around my father who had an episode, um, has history of of heart episodes and just to protect his privacy on everything, um, you know, he had, he was in the healthcare system and, you know, it turns out, it was a more serious episode than he thought. And so had he thought about it, sought help a little sooner rather than later, I think the results would have been a little better, though he is back home, I would like to say, and so grateful for all of our providers, clinicians, hospital staff who had helped him. And this isn't necessarily something that I'm complaining about hospital staff at all, but there were situations where Um, My dad received things that he shouldn't have received, or he was about to be um, given, you know, medication that he shouldn't have been given. And so it's so important. And he was well aware of what was happening and he knew exactly the sequencing of his care plan. So he had stopped things at the right moment, which is so important. But in addition to that, when I went to visit him, uh, you know, I was advocating for uh, you know, make sure his meals are right. Make sure his dietary is type two diabetic. Do not give him the breakfast that was given to him this morning. Um, make sure that he's eating healthy. Make sure you, you're providing complete hydration. Um, as long as there aren't additional tests that, uh, that'll interfere with that type of, um, dietary needs. So those are some of the things I just want to emphasize and make sure you have a health advocate, um, alongside you. If the person that your loved one or person you're with, Um, is having a hard time articulating what they need. So my dad is uh, very well aware of everything. He's 82 years strong and um, is doing great. I just know that there could have been adverse events that could have happened. So um, I do also want to mention, this is one thing that my doctor told me, and I know Daphne, you echo this as well, that you are responsible for your health. 
So it's not, if you're going to have a cheat day, let's just, you know, bring it up, up a little bit, a little lighter topic. If you're going to have a cheat day and you're going to have multiple cheat days, okay, you're not going to get the results that you may want to wear your bathing suit in the summertime or summer months, right? So these are some of the things. And, and then also, if you're type 2 diabetic and you're going to go off the handle and decide to eat many refined carbohydrates and sugars, then know that, you're, uh, know that your insulin levels are going to be out of whack and you're going to need to take extra care of yourself. So you are responsible and you own your own health. I just want to make sure that that's clear. The doctors don't, the nurses don't, the clinicians and staff don't. It's you. So, um, you know, I just want to emphasize that. Vesame, thank you for sharing. I mean, we try to keep it real. And more importantly, I think some of these real life lessons, um, because we, we think and we talk about this all the time. And for those of you listening, we had quite a, a little rant between us before we started uh, <laughs> recording this morning. But the part of our why is to help you understand how to be your own advocate. Um, and that's not only when you're sick, but when you're healthy, because the goal is to keep you out of the healthcare system. And if we can do that, then we will have accomplished our mission. That's right, Daphne. So let's turn our focus to the brain. Um, last week, for those of you who were able to join us, or two weeks ago, sorry, um, we introduced you to some of the concepts behind the book, The 30-Day Alzheimer's Solution. Uh, the definitive guide to the definitive food and lifestyle guide to preventing cognitive decline. And this book was authored by the brain docs, doctors Dean and Aisha Sherzai. And you can find specifics about how to contact them in the show notes and, and on our blog. But just in brief, um, Dr. Aisha Sherzai is a vascular ne neurologist and a chef, and she focuses on preventive medicine, among many other things. And Dr. Dean Sherzai is a behavioral neurologist and neuroscientist. And these two incredible people have dedicated their careers to understanding the intersection of health, wellness, nutrition, and behavior change. And they really try and do this work at the community level. So Team Sherzai has focused on empowering communities, just like you, and aligned with the same things Vesame and I are trying to do to help you take control of your own health. That's right, Daphne. Last week, we introduced their framework, which is neuro. And so that's N-E-U-R-O. <clears throat> the N start, uh, represents nutrition. The E is exercise. U is unwind. R is to restore. And O is to optimize. You can find the link, again, like uh, <clears throat> Daphne mentioned to our last episode, on our blog, but the neuro framework aligns so closely with our pillars with Perfectly Planted, um, which is really one of the reasons why we picked this book because it is so, uh, it interrelates very well. Um, while we tend to focus on nutrition and adding plants to our place, um, plates, we do want to touch briefly on the other parts of the neuro plan. So eat as exercise. So we touched a lot on the N last week, and we'll touch on that a little bit again today, but the E in neuro is exercise. So we just want you guys to move, just move, find pockets of time for you to move. Um, Daphne, we need Michelle Obama as one of our guests, because I know that that's one of her, um, her, her pillars as well. Um, but we also shared in prior episodes that 
it's really wonderful to read how the neuro framework increases the benefits of our aerobic exercise and strength training and, and the impacts that it has on brain health. So it's definitely important for us to move our bodies, take about 20, 30 minutes out of your day, not a lot, and then you can work your way up. So if 20, 30 minutes seems a lot, then start at where you think you can do and then just continue to work up. Consistency is key. Um, the U is for unwind. Um, we really live in times of a lot of stress. I know, Daphne, you had a hard week. I certainly had a hard week on multiple levels. And it's really important um, to really create tactics or routines that help us unwind. So as the Euro plan emphasizes, they talk about meditation, just getting in that right headspace. They talk about exercise, um, just ways of eliminating bad stressors. Yoga is a great one as well. So there's plenty of free YouTube uh, yoga things that are like 15, 20, 30 minutes, as long as you need, um, that can help. And um, I also found it interesting because they comment on good stress. Mm-hmm. So talk about the amygdala. And um, most recently, there was a there was a um, broadcast on the amygdala and how certain people who don't resist fear, you know, they just go in and help people in certain situations. It's all the amygdala. That was the um, fight or flight type of uh, uh, condition that we have. And so, you know, when the amygdala is actually a very interesting um, part of our our brains, but the good stress can stay. It can help us. Um, stay and help with that bad stress as well. Absolutely right. And I don't know how you reduce stress. And I know um, I'll put a link to our, our stress solution Sunday ceilings that we talked about stress reduction a couple of weeks ago. But I actually keep the Headspace app next to my bed. And it's how I frequently fall asleep in the evening. And to wrap up talking about sleep, um, the R in neuro is for restore. And I won't belabor sleep because we've had a lot of conversations about sleep, but sleep is critical to brain health. And we often shortchange it because, you know, I think it's typical in the American culture that I'll sleep when I'm dead, um, as opposed to understanding that sleep is very important to providing that time for your brain to actually go through its housekeeping. Mm -hmm. We sweep out all of the inflammatory byproducts of the day. We harden memories during sleep. And I think we've both learned the hard way how important it is to have a good sleep routine and how to get a regular number of hours of sleep. One other thing I wanted to add to that, Daphne, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we focus on sleep and the amount of sleep kids, infants, toddlers get. Mm -hmm. It's equally as important for adults as well. It may not be the same amount of time. So, you know, the infants and babies are growing such at a fast pace that they need that rest. Adults don't need as much, but they, it, the importance is still there. 100% agree. And talking about sleep and knowing that you had a family member in the hospital, you don't sleep in the hospital and there's reasons for that. Although some hospitals are taking steps to avoid awakening patients in the middle of the night for reasons that don't necessarily apply to them. But um, we all know that sleep is important. And if you want to learn more, we put a link in the show notes to um, some materials we've shared from Dr. Matthew Walker, who is my sleep hero. And uh, you can, we definitely encourage you to read them. And then finally, we just want to talk about optimize. 
And in the 30-day Alzheimer's solution, the Shurze talk about the fact that um, you need to develop cognitive reserve. And part of that is fostered by using your brain, using your brain to do different things that challenge you, and then also making sure that um, you engage in complex activities and you engage in social interactions. So that whole neuro framework is very important. I know we tried to cover it in just a few minutes, but we wanted to make sure that we recap that for any of you that weren't able to join us last week. It's actually very critical, um, Daphne. Absolutely. I'm glad we did that. Um, today, we also wanted to go into a little more depth in the diet. Um, is that okay, Daphne? Absolutely. So we wanted to talk more about the diet dilemma. And in the book, they do go into that. And I guess you, you all probably already know that my passion is around the whole nutrition side of things, although all parts, they're all one big link chain linked together. Um, so we do want to talk about this diet dilemma. And we often use the word, um, we don't use the word diet in our podcast, because it's really a lifestyle change. It's really your health plan. It's what works best for you. So it's diet in the sense of it's food ingestion for that's right for you, right? It's not something that's going to, I hate the first three letters of diet is diet. And I hate that because a lot of times these fad diets do die that fast, right? Because you do them and you, you get great results like keto, paleo and all. And some people continue to stay on them, which is fine. But I don't think that it has the best health results long term for people. And actually, the 30 day uh, plan Alzheimer's solution outlines the myth of each one of all of these fad diets and how they're good for the initial. But then are they good long term? So um, so they go into that. But um, I really want to talk about how they say, OK, in our plan, this is what we outline in terms of nutrition. Um, and the first it's, I know it's a big debate about a lot of people, but it's really no meat, just eliminate the meat. We don't, humans do not need animal protein to survive. We don't, we don't need animal protein to build lean muscle. We don't need animal protein to gain any of the, uh, essential amino acids. We can get that all from vegetables. And I know there's great debate on this, but this is their view and our view as well that match. So I found it really fascinating, Daphne, that um, they also talk about, so eliminate meat, but that also includes fish. So people are like, no fish. It's like, right. Yeah. No fish, no fish. You know why? Because have you heard about all the oil spills in the water, like in the ocean, even if you get wild caught farm, farm is terrible, right? That's mass produced. Even if you get wild caught, you don't know the pollutants in the water that you're ingesting now through that fish that you're eating. So that they have good omega-3 fatty acids and things of that sort, um, you can get those also through other plant-based items. And so, um, you know, a big another big debate is around eggs and we need choline. Well, guess what? You know who has the highest choline amount out of plant-based? There's several items, but the highest is quinoa. I love quinoa. <laughs> I love quinoa. I just found that fascinating to see that, look, there are all of these amazing uh, flavors, plant-based foods that we can incorporate in our diet in an, an appropriate portion and amount. Um, and they all have to be whole food, Daphne. I know that you've mentioned that before several times, but chickpeas, quinoa, Brussels sprouts. These are all items that are super high in choline and other amazing um, 
vitamins and nutrients. And so I just, I have, you can hear it in my voice, Daphne, I'm going to simmer down a little bit, but um, <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Simmer down, Sparky. <laughs> right. I, it's amazing. I don't, we don't, you know, we're, our culture has taken over that there needs to be meat on our plate at every sitting. And that is false. It, that's me. I, you know, I agree with you a hundred percent. And for those of you listening, if you haven't had a chance to look at two documentaries, the game changers and another one is Um, So if you have followed me on my other platform, wingman wellness, you know, I used to be a tilapia eating machine. Um, uh, not no more. Uh, lots of different reasons, not only from the ethical nature of what we're doing to our oceans, which we'll touch on a little bit more in next month's book review, but also as I started to see where those fish were raised and what they're eating, it just really, to be honest, it grossed me out. So yeah. um, I, me, I know as we were, after we prepped a little bit yesterday, I went to the Asian market and I got black chickpeas and I got brown chickpeas and I got quinoa and I've got chickpeas in my Instapot right now. I mean, I'll have meals for the week um, and it, it takes, doesn't cost a lot and it doesn't take a lot of time. That's key, Daphne, because, you know, you know that we are the Americans are ultimate consumers. And so we're going to have we're going to market every little fad diet that we have on every labeling, but knowing that these foods are still processed. So again, like, I guess just, I know we have so much more, we're already at time, um, but to cover today, but shop the perimeter Mm -hmm. for sure. And shop primarily in your produce section, you're going to save a lot of money on your, on your grocery bill. And also your body is going to thank you. And those are dollars that you can't reinvest. Um, So we have just two more topics we want to touch on. Thanks for hanging in there with us. I know we've gone from 10 minutes to like 20 minutes, but the, uh, the Shurzai's also had a great section in their book. And I would definitely encourage you to purchase it on the brain gut connection. And you've probably heard, you know, we've, we've probably said it. I think some of the physicians we've had on the podcast have also shared that we didn't learn much about nutrition in medical school. So you knew that the brain and the gut were connected and that there were a lot of neural connections between them, but now we're actually calling the gut our second brain. And it's not only a combination of what the neural connections with the brain do, some of the hormonal nature of the hormones that are actually created predominantly in the gut that can affect our mood significantly. And then there's this whole amazing new area we're exploring with the microbiome and the impact of the microbiome on our health in general, but also on anxiety, depression. So we would encourage you to, you can explore that as part of reading the Shurzai's book. Uh, the Shurzai's had a great conversation with Dr. Will Bolsovitz, Dr. B, as many people refer to him, related to nutrition and the brain. But we wanted to make sure you understood that this, we are all interconnected, that what you eat not only has an impact on your heart and other parts of your body, but it really has an impact on your brain. And the longitudinal impacts of our nutrition or lack of nutrition on the potential for cognitive decline is significant. Um, so I'll stop there because I could go on about the microbiome and the gut brain connection forever. That's going to be a separate book club, right, Daphne? Another book for us to absolutely. review. Absolutely. Vesma, you want to bring us home with a thoughtful 20? 
Yes, I will. So trying to go quick here because and thanks for sticking with us, like Daphne said. But so the book, again, I'm just going to flash it up here. I know Daphne has a picture as well. The 30 day Alzheimer's solutions. They talk about the thoughtful 20 and these are foods that you can incorporate in your diet. And so um, I'm going to go through just a few of them. This is you could find out more information on their website. Um, or grab your cop this copy of the book. It's excellent. It has great recipes as well. Um, but I will say the Thoughtful 20, I challenge each of you to incorporate a few of these over the next 30 days. So um, please just, just, just little, let's do baby steps here. Okay, so here are a few that I incorporate on a daily basis in my diet. Um, quinoa, blueberries, broccoli, olives, leafy greens, and nuts. And I'm not talking about the salted, <laughs> um, honey roasted peanuts. No, don't do that. Get them raw and roast them yourselves. It's so easy. 350 for like 10 minutes. You can have delicious tasting almonds. Um, but anyway, so these are six of 20. There are others, right, um, in the book to outline that you may find that incorporates, uh, that you can incorporate in a daily, but just a few, and then you can continue to, you to add more. I actually make sure my kids eat these as well. Um, it's important to include these. And so I would, I challenge all of you to just take small bites, um, you know, small steps, and let's incorporate these a little bit more in our diet. And challenge accepted. Please let us know in the comments to this podcast, or if you're watching us comments on YouTube, what you're doing to incorporate more of the thoughtful 20 into your diet over the next several weeks. And one last thing before we wrap up SMA, and I, you know, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say it, the Neuro 9 and the Thoughtful 20 that the Sherzai's discuss in their book, those are whole foods. You know, as Vesemay mentioned, they're not the ultra processed foods, not the honey roasted peanuts, not the um, quinoa that is embedded in cookies. These are the foods as close to their natural source as possible. So, you know, with the food industry will cater to, you know, they're going to skate where the puck is going and they're seeing a significant opportunity to put plant-based on everything, but it, that doesn't always make it healthy. You can eat as, you can have as unhealthy a plant-based diet as you can a regular, you know, standard American diet. So just be cognizant and really listen to what we're trying to share and read the Surzai's book and some of the other books, try and eat foods as unprocessed as possible because that sugar, oil, and salt is really what's contributing to a lot of the chronic diseases we're all experiencing. Absolutely right, Daphne. It's so true. Um, I mean, leave those food giants to just market whatever whatever is going to get them the big bucks at the end of the day. And it's a business, right? We Our bodies are not a business. We need to make sure that um, we provide our body with those whole foods. So um, absolutely important. And read those labels, guys, I, friends. I, I just, I can't emphasize even more because sometimes you go in the quinoa aisle, right? And you're like, oh, somebody, you know, Bessie and Daphne said quinoa is good. And you buy the prepackaged where you just microwave it for 30 seconds. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying get the quinoa that you will make yourself at home in its rawest form. Um, and so the one that just, when you look in the ingredients, it says, quinoa. <laughs> it doesn't have sunflower oil. It doesn't have lactic acid. It doesn't have all those preservatives that also cause inflammation in our body. So 
definitely um, check those labels. But just a reminder, um, I know we've gone over on time this time, but for each of the next three months, we're going to be covering books um, written by three different authors. So three different books, three different authors. The first was like what we said, the 30 day Alzheimer's solutions. Um, we plan to cover more books uh, coming up in the next two podcasts, three podcasts. Um, but a lucky member of our community has won a copy of this book. So congratulations Yay. to them. We'll send that over. And next month we'll be focusing on drum roll, Daphne. <laughs> We're going to do uh, OMD for uh, by Susie Cameron. So that stands for one meal a day. So that is um, the OMD plan is going to be the book that we cover. Um, and we're going to be covering a couple chapters over the next two, two podcasts for, for you to receive. So, um, we may put a, uh, just follow along with us on Instagram, Facebook, social media, any social media platform, as well as our blog, we may be posting a challenge that will get you a free copy as well. Exactly. And so once again, thank you. First of all, Vesame, thank you for sharing your story. And I know we're all praying for you and your family. You, um, and more importantly, that your dad listens to you. <laughs> Behave. <That's laughs> Listen right. to your daughter. That's right. But once again, we want to thank all of you for joining us and taking time out for another Sunday Seedling. If you're enjoying these Sunday Seedlings, please let us know. Please leave some comments on podcast, on YouTube, on our social media platforms, as Vesame was sharing. But we want to focus on topics that are important to you and that resonate with you. And so we hope to hear from you in the weeks ahead. But in the meantime, be well. Thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to joining you on the next steps of your healthcare journey. Take care. <music>